A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Welcome back to World Game Changers Podcast, Relationship Edition. My name is Bob Conlin. I am your host. I am also a life, love, and leadership champion, an author, a coach, a father, a husband, and a lover of all things relationship. Um, today is a cautionary tale about how I destroyed my first marriage. I'm taking 100% responsibility for uh, my side of what happened in my first marriage. And um, I say first, because I'm in a second marriage now with my amazing, incredible wife. And I very much look back on um, my first marriage as one of the places where I learned so much about what not to do in relationship. So this is a little bit of a cautionary tale. And I wanted to share three things that in hindsight, I noticed that I was doing that were not supporting what I was actually committed to with my first wife. And um, I, I will not say anything ill, you know, no ill will. I would not say anything bad about my first wife. She is an incredible woman. She's very kind. She's loving. She's brilliant. And, um, you know, we are on amicable terms. And, um, you know, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to be in that level of commitment and that level of marriage. And, you know, I, she probably wasn't either, you know, we were very young when we got married and we had a whole bunch of life to live and to explore and to learn. And, um, you know, it just didn't work out. So, um, the three things that I'm going to share again, I, I, I'm present to them in hindsight, but while they were happening, I was so in my own context. I was so in my own story about our relationship, our marriage that I couldn't, I couldn't see. There's, there's that saying, like, you know, how can you read if you're in the jar, how can you read the outside label? Right. And it's very much like that. I was so in my uh, experience of relationship that I couldn't actually see what was actually happening on the out on the outside. So one of the first things I started to notice, um, which was really kind of the beginning of the end of the things that were happening in, in my marriage. And um, in a previous episode, I talked about the four horsemen of the apocalypse that Dr. John Gottman speaks of being um, some of the sure, like the sure experiences that, that predict the ending of a relationship. Um, these, they're sim- these are similar to that, but they're, they're different because they're very personal in my own right. But certainly those four horsemen, contempt, defensiveness, um, criticism, criticism, and stonewalling. Those, of course, were like at play in the relationship. But to take that a little further, one of the first things I started to notice that was showing up in my relationship was resentment. And um, resentment is, I've, I've heard in some 12-step recovery groups that resentment's the number one offender. It's the number one thing that will destroy whatever it is that you have was when you start to resent something, you resenting yourself, resenting people you love, resenting people that you lead is that is the, one of the number one breakdowns I, I believe to intimacy. And 
what I found myself doing was, was really starting to resent my wife in this, in this marriage, in this relationship. And, and again, what, what it started to do was like, pull me away from her to where she in essence kind of became the problem. You know, she didn't kind of, she did. She became the problem for me. And, and the reason why our marriage was the way it was, was because of her, I, you know, wasn't because of me. Right. And then, and I know that's not true today, but back then it felt very real for me. Um, also what was going on in my life at that time is, you know, I was just very unhappy. I was overworked. I was doing critical care, bedside nursing. I was just emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually exhausted. Um, I needed help in lots of areas of my life and I didn't know how to ask for it. And I was, uh, you know, uh, drinking and using substances to kind of self-medicate at that time. And that was just, uh, adding, adding fuel to the fire for all of this. So I started to resent, resent her and, um, it really broke down the intimacy on every level with us. And we started to simply just pull apart. Um, the, uh, the second thing I noticed I was doing, in relationship. And like, as I share this notice, if, if you can identify, if you're in some type of relationship breakdown, if you can identify anything that you could possibly get responsible for now, um, and how, you know, might be negatively impacting your relationship. So I'm eight, I'm, you know, we got divorced in 2007. So I've had a lot of time. I've done a lot of work on this and I have no problem taking hundred percent responsibility for my side of things. Right. And, um, you might not be there, but you know, if you're in some type of breakdown, see if you can take a look. So the, the second thing that I, I was doing was I would make her wrong. I would make her wrong, 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 wrong. She couldn't do anything right from the way she cooked dinner to the way uh, she paid our bills to like, you name it. Like I had an opinion about everything. And I think what that really actually did was it started to, to rob the safety of our relationship from her. So that was, you know, hard for her. And it also um, pulled her away from me as well. Like the poor woman, like I, I my <laughs> the level of empathy I have for this woman having to be with me in that time of my life. Um, you know, before I, I have done the work that I've done before I, I learned more about myself as a man and learned more about myself in relationship is, you know, it's just so strong. And, um, yeah, I do have a lot of empathy for, for her. And I, you know, I, there was a time too, that I, I really apologized, um, the best that I could, um, fully about how things went down. And, you know, there's also the time too, where, we were, we both thanked each other for the experience because we both learned a lot through this process. But <clears throat> what I started to do was make her wrong. I made her wrong at every turn. Everything she did at a comment, it was like, almost like being like a micromanager of your partner, of your spouse, which is um, weird. I don't, I don't know what other word there is, but, you know, I know in hindsight, I was trying to um, secure something, right. I was trying to make things safe for us, but it was just coming out. So, so sideways, so sideways. Um, and I think what it really did is it just really robbed her own experience of who she got to be as a woman, as a wife, as a partner, as a spouse, um, as a young professional, like she, she couldn't do anything right. You know, and I feel so bad about that one. 
Um, and then finally, the the last thing was uh, controlling. I, I was pretty controlling in the sense of um, what I thought she should and shouldn't do. And it wasn't like the to sense of like, hey, you need permission for me because like she did whatever she wanted to do. But it was a sense of like, I again, I knew what was right. I made her wrong. And then I'd also try to, to fix, manage and control certain situations. And like, for example, like we would be out with friends, um, you know, we might be at a house party and then I was ready to go home and then she wanted to stay. And I said, no, you have to come home with me. You can't, you know, why are you not coming home with me? And then I made that mean that, you know, in some way, I didn't know I was doing this, but the part of me made it mean that she doesn't love me. She doesn't respect me. How dare she? She should come home. She should. And we talked about should in the last episode, right? The expectations versus agreements. But um, so again, I think that robbed safety. I think that robbed safety from her. And 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 in hindsight, you can just totally see how I created every possible opportunity for her to pull away, for her to pull away. And then what ultimately happened was... Um, as I mentioned before, I was like self-medicating with alcohol and substances. And in that, that really started to increase um, more and more, like the more I got discontent in my life, the harder work got. And, you know, ultimately it got to the point to where I needed to get professional help with my drinking. And um, I got it, you know, I got it. And it was also kind of the last straw. It wasn't kind of, it was the last straw I feel for our relationship. Like, this poor woman, like, why is she putting up with any of this? And then here's this like monster, and, you know, I'll call myself a monster. Then here's this monster that like, you know, just hit rock bottom. And like, why would she want to, you know, help or, you know, I mean, she was very kind and loving through the process, but she was done. And I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think less of her for it. You know, I think if anything, I think of how courageous it was for her to end that relationship um, and asked for a divorce at that time. And, you know, through lots and lots of work and lots of therapy, lots of 12 step work, lots of sobriety and recovery. Uh, there came a point a couple of years after our divorce where I actually, you know, called her up and thanked her. I thanked her for, um, being the catalyst for me to truly get the help that I needed. Um, I mean, not only with the drinking and the substances, but also like with learning how to be, a person learning how to be a man, learning how to get my needs met, learning how to you know live a life of purpose on purpose. And she was a catalyst for all that. So, you know, I have nothing but love and respect and admiration in my heart for her. And, you know, I really appreciate the gifts and <laughs> how much she tolerated me in those times. But, you know, I wanted to share a little bit about this, that you know, I, I'm a relationship coach. I support hundreds of couples a year um, and single folks trying to find relationship, trying to find the love in their life that matters. And some people can think that, oh, like it must be perfect for me, or I must really have the keys to the kingdom in that, in that area. And I come from very um, traumatic relationship background, you know, and you know, as a child and, and as an adult and, going through a marriage, you know, and my wife and I, my wife's a relationship coach as well. And, and we don't have it figured out, but we know how to get it figured out. We always come back to each other 
And we'll always use any challenge that we ultimately go through as an opportunity to learn about ourselves and an opportunity to serve others in this conversation. So wherever you're at in relationship, you know, again, what is the opportunity? What are you noticing? Uh, is there an opportunity for growth? Is there an opportunity to clean anything up with your partner? Is there an opportunity to take responsibility? As I have here today, sharing my story about uh, what it was like to be married to me <laughs> with my first wife. So, um, and two, like some of those same patterns, you know, the resentment, making her wrong, the controlling aspect, like some of that stuff still pops up. You know, my, my wife today would probably say, oh, yep, 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 yep. But I'm, I'm much more responsible for it. And I can own that part of me and I can clean things up a lot quicker. And, um, you know, again, I, I'm committed to progress. I'm committed to learning and loving and growing in a way that makes a difference in my life. And sometimes that's ugly. Sometimes it's pretty ugly looking. And, and other times it's, you know, it's extraordinary and it's beautiful. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, sharing my story has gotten you closer to, to me and to um, my authentic experience and my authentic truth and relationship. And I hope that you found some gold here for yourself as well. And, you know, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps there's an opportunity. So thank you so much for being with me, for listening. Uh, if you want to continue this conversation, feel free to reach out to me at conlincoaching.com um, or you can email me at bob, B-O-B at conlin, C-O-N-L-A-N coaching.com. Until next time. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>